Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's been a while. Let's welcome back to the program the hottest picks in the game, starring Taylor Mathis. Taylor, how are you? I am great, Sal. We haven't talked in a bit. How are you? I'm all right. How are the holidays and everything? Uh, they were great. I uh, was in Salt Lake City. I got stuck there with the whole Southwest fiasco, but eventually I made it home after three canceled flights. So I'm happy to be back in Arizona. I'm excited to have you back on the show for the hottest picks in the game, which we've been doing, uh, you know, I don't know about the majority of the year, but a lot of times this year as we head now to the final week of the year and into the postseason. Tell her, I got to say, you created quite the stir on social media during New Year's, posting uh, a, a picture there, living up to the billing of hottest picks in the game. I guess so. I wasn't expecting that kind of reaction off of a New Year's Eve picture that was with my friends that they took in my bedroom. But, hey, I, I guess I'll take the hype one way or the other. It was pretty funny. I saw the reaction. I was like, oh, God, poor Taylor. We had a caller actually call before and say that he thought you handled yourself well. Uh, I can't even imagine all the comments you got to deal with with these knuckleheads on Twitter. But anyway, um, it looked like you enjoyed yourself on New Year's Eve, and we're glad to have you back on the show. What are you feeling, Taylor? How are we feeling about this Week 18? I am a little, uh, I guess I would say, lackluster heading into Week 18 because we know how it goes. Several of these games have zero implications, so it's very hard to decipher when looking at player props if certain players are going to sit or if they are going to play. But there are a couple games that we have here that actually mean something, so those are the ones I'm going to give you picks for. Yeah, it is hard. I was thinking about that before. We do the perfect parlay segment that we're going to do coming up in a little bit, and hard a lot of times even on Friday morning because you don't know the the full list of inactives and, and all that stuff, but... This week in particular, you know, the Giants going to rest their starters or not, and all the question marks about who's going to be playing and who isn't with the games that don't mean anything. So it is difficult ahead of, of course, the two best weekends in sports with the wild card weekend and the divisional round. All right, Taylor, so starters off Saturday. We get two games. I know you want to do one of them here. Jaguars and Titans, the all-important battle for the AFC South. What do you got there? Yeah, the most important game, I think, of Week 18 because it's for all the marbles, the AFC South title Titans-Jags, Tennessee six-and-a-half-point dogs. 99% of the money is coming in on the Titans, and I am riding with the public here and taking the six-and-a-half with Tennessee. This seems like too many points in a huge matchup that leads to a playoff appearance. Last week, the Titans rested several of their players, including running back Derrick Henry. Henry against Jacksonville's run D that sits right outside the top ten in the NFL still had 121 yards back in December against Jacksonville. Henry should be fully rested this week and hopefully at his best. And if the Jags do halt Henry, Titans quarterback Josh Dobbs has had another week under his belt to learn this offense and mesh with with his receivers. So maybe they can get something going through the air. I will take the points with the Titans. I do like a prop in this game as well. You could parlay these two plays together. 
and put them in a same game parlay. But I'm going to go with Jags rookie running back Travis Etienne over 67 and a half rushing. I got this at 63 and a half rushing back on Monday. So this number keeps moving up, which makes me think I am on the right side of the prop. Etienne's hit this over in three straight games. He's averaging 16 rushing attempts over his last 10. He's a very quick back. We've seen how great a footwork he has. We saw it last week against the Texans. He had a 62-yard run. So he has that capability for big explosive plays, and that's something that you need when you have a huge game on the line. So I like ETN over his rushing prop, as well as taking the six-and-a-half points with the Titans. Do you think the Titans win the game, or are you just taking the points because you like it to be a close game? Taking the points because I like it to be a, clo- a close game. I would take the Jags outright to win it, though. I like the momentum we're seeing with the Jags heading into the second half of the season. We love what we're seeing out of Trevor Lawrence. And I think, again, in their run game, too, ETN is a difference maker for that offense. So I like the Jags to win outright, but I'll take the points with the Titans to keep it close. You know, it's funny, Taylor. A lot of times where you know you think the logical play, right, logically speaking, the Titans have looked awful and the Jaguars have looked great. One team is on the rise. One team is on the decline. And yet – Picks sometimes can be illogical, and I'm with you. My gut looking at that line initially was everybody's going to be on the Jaguars thinking that, oh, they're going to roll, but that's a pretty big spread right there, and you you hope at the very least the Titans could keep it competitive. So I think I'm with you with the six and a half there. All right, how about the Jets-Dolphins? Unfortunately, Taylor, this is one that we circled on the calendar a while back thinking it could be a big-time matchup, maybe even being flexed to the Sunday night game to close out Week 18 with everything on the line. Both teams have lost five straight. Both teams have looked awful. Dolphins could still make the playoffs with a win and some help. What do you like with the Jets and Dolphins? Uh, Yeah, I'm sorry for all you New York Jets fans out there. Now that you guys are eliminated, this team really doesn't hold much weight for you guys. But like you said, the Dolphins still do have a chance if they can get it done with third-string quarterback Skyler Thompson, it looks like. I'm a little shocked that Teddy Bridgewater is possibly still out, even though he only hurt his pinky on his throwing hand. I've never thrown a football in the NFL, barely ever thrown a football in my life, honestly. (laughs) But I do know that your pinky is not that important while throwing. And while I would think that you're trying to make it into the playoffs, you go with your better quarterback. But, hey, give Skylar Thompson reps. Jets head coach Robert Salas, I mean, he said that he's not going to take his foot off the gas regardless of the playoff implications. No changes to the offense and defense unless these players are injury-related. Because of all of that, I am going to take Miami running back Raheem Mostert over his rushing prop. That line has not been set yet. But Mostert's numbers throughout the season, pretty less than stellar. He's averaging around 55 yards a game. But Mostert's most rushing attempts came earlier this season against the Jets. He had 18 and ran for 113 yards. That was Thompson's first game out of the gate for the Dolphins. Miami leaned on the run, and it's been implied through interviews this week with Moster and head coach Mike McDaniel that they've discussed they're going to go with that same game plan, take some pressure off of Thompson in a contest where everything matters for them. So throughout the season, we've seen how quick Moster is when the field is wide open. An area that he's continued to improve, though, is really evading tackles to create that extra yardage. And I feel like that should be fairly easy against an average run D in the Jets. So I'll go Mostert over his rushing prop total whenever that line gets set. And you see the key there, Taylor, just touch on it, average run D for the Jets. A lot of people saying the Jets have a great defense and blah, 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 blah. It's all about the quarterback play. Not saying they've had good quarterback play, of course, but the defense has been overrated. And I'm with you, Taylor. I think that uh, the Dolphins could run all over them. 
course, we're talking with Taylor Mathis, hottest picks in the game, host and reporter for Superbook Sports, betting analyst for FTN Network as well. Check her out at TMath Sports on both Twitter and Instagram. All right, Taylor, how about your Cowboys, Cowboys and Commanders Week 18? All right, I am praying for this one. If Dallas wins, the Eagles lose, and the 49ers lose, Dallas can still lock up that NFC one seed. Do I think it's going to happen? I know the chances are very slim, but I would still like to think that there's a possibility. I also think that Dallas is going to have a convincing win over Washington. I'm going to lay the six-and-a-half points with Dallas. The commanders are starting Sam Hall at quarterback. I mean, he's barely had an opportunity to work with this offense all year. And Dallas has a top 10 pass D. They average over three sacks a game. That's third in the NFL. I feel like Howell is going to be in trouble. Plus, I have a feeling Washington's running back one, Antonio Gibson, will sit this week. So the ground game is also going to be tough to get going. The Cowboys score the second most points per game in the NFL. And they still have something to play for here. So I think points will be scored by Dallas. I like Dallas minus six and a half. And I also hate to say this, I will be taking QB Dak Prescott to throw an interception. He has 14 on the year, that's a league high, and he's thrown a pick in six straight games. You are not betting that play at this point. You are missing out on free money. I've been saying it for weeks, and I hate saying that as a Cowboys fan. I see it in your videos that you post. I could see the pain in your face, but you're winning money. If you're not taking Dak to throw a pick, you're losing money. I was like, wow, Taylor, I give you credit. I know that's your team. But still, money's money, right? Exactly. Money is money in the pocket. And I try not to be biased while I am giving my picks. Despite what the heart wants, I go with what the head says. Let me ask you, um, I guess both head and heart, just uh, you know, foreshadowing here. What do you think of your Cowboys as far as the NFC landscape, regardless of where they end up seating-wise? you have a feeling the Cowboys could go to the Super Bowl or no this year? I would love to say yes. Uh, if we're looking at history, I'm going to go with no. It's horrible to say, but I'm actually nervous for the fact that if we get dropped to the five seed, which is likely this week, we play the Bucks. Tom Brady, you just never know if he's going to come up with some Tom Brady magic. They've been such a lucky team this season. The fact they're even in the playoff picture is ridiculous to me, but they are. And for some odd reason, Tom Brady and the Bucks still scare me because as Dallas is, we have not been able to even get past the wild card round in quite a few seasons. So I, I'm worried regardless. Yeah, plus Brady, you know, postseason, Brady connecting finally with Evans last week. I could understand the concern there, although I am higher maybe on your Cowboys, Taylor, than even you are. How about the Giants and the Eagles? You need the Eagles to lose to have a chance at that one seed if you're the Cowboys, but Giants, Eagles, what do you make of this one, Taylor? Oh, first I got to say congrats to all the New York Giants fans out there locking up that sixth seed last week. The Eagles, like you said, they're playing for the one seed in the NFC. Gives them that first-round by and home field advantage. Until he gets starting quarterback Jalen Hurts back this week, that should really help the Eagles after dropping two with Gardner Minshew under center. Now, Giants head coach Brian Dable, he's been very coy this week. He hasn't talked much about a game plan, but I would assume that several of the starters are going to be resting. So my bet in this matchup is very interesting. I'm going to take most points to be scored in the first half over the second half. The odds on that at Superbook are minus 111, so they're not too bad. The way I envision this game going is Philly's game plan is going to be score as much as they can in the first half, let Hurts air out the ball and sling it around as much as they can, put up the points, and then sit a lot of your starters in that second half. Then you never know. The Giants will probably just do their best to keep up throughout the game since they don't really have anything riding on it. 
My play is going to be points in the first half. We're not going to see as much in the second half. Decent odds, and it's a weird play to take. Yeah, it's a weird game because you have, like you said, I mean, the Eagles need the game, but they, everybody's expecting them to win. Hurts and his status, and, you know, the Eagles going to rest, guys. Plus, the Giants themselves, you know, we've been talking about this all week here, Taylor, on the fan. You know, are they going to be playing their starters? Should they? So it is a weird game to try to handicap and, and get some picks in there. Do you, Taylor, what, what is your general theory on teams resting players in a game that doesn't mean anything? We've seen it work in favor of teams that play their starters in years past. Um, what do you think that uh, a team should do going into a game that doesn't mean anything ahead of the postseason? I definitely understand resting players, worrying about your key players getting injured. You want to keep them out. So that's not the case for when you head into the postseason. One thing that I don't understand, though, is we expanded the NFL regular season. And sometimes I look to myself and I say, for what? Because several of these games we're seeing in the last week of the regular season, they don't mean absolutely anything. So some of these teams, I'm assuming, are going to use this to look at some of their younger guys, see where they're able to fit into these offenses and defenses heading into next year. Some of these guys are playing for incentives this week, too, even if there's nothing on the line for the game or for their team. So that's also something to look at. It's just interesting to me. I understand sitting your players totally makes sense with injuries. But at the same time, like, why did we expand the NFL regular season then if people are just going to sit? Right. If we if, Now we don't have the fourth preseason game at the front of the season. We have the fourth preseason game at the end exactly. of the season. Week 18. Exactly. Didn't think of exactly. it like that. We're talking with Taylor Mathis at TMath Sports on Twitter and Instagram. Host and reporter providing content for Superbook Sports betting analyst as well for FTN Network. And, of course, the hottest picks in the game right now. One more game to go, Taylor. I know you mentioned the Jaguars and Titans as the biggest game before. For me, personally, I'm looking at this Lions-Packers game on Sunday night. I understand that if the Seahawks win, that negates any hope that the Lions would have. But still, Lions-Packers, I'm rooting for the Seahawks to lose. I know it's not likely. I'd love to see this game be for all the marbles and a final playoff spot in the NFC. Your thoughts on the Packers and Lions? We are cheering for the same thing. I'm also hoping for the Seahawks to lose. I also have said multiple times on Twitter this year, if I were not a Cowboys fan, I think I would go with the Lions being my second favorite team. I just, I love them for some reason. I feel like the NFL did them dirty too on the scheduling. They should have moved them to the same time as the Seahawks. That way they knew they didn't know what they were playing for. At this point now, it's just hard and unfortunate for them. Their fate's going to be determined before they even step on the field. And this makes this game also very difficult to cap. And as much as I want to think Lions head coach Dan Campbell won't roll over and just let his team go, even if they're eliminated, I'm too scared to take any player props involving the Lions. I'm going with a Packers receiver, Alan Lazard, over 49 and a half receiving. Mm. Yes, interesting. Lazard's hit this over in three out of his last five games, averaging almost 54 yards a game through his last 10 and Lazard's about the best there is when it comes to contested catches. Lazard fares well against the Lions pass D that is bottom three in the league. His second best game of the season was against Detroit earlier this year for 87 yards. I also wouldn't be afraid to put some money on a Lazard TD as well. He has five on the year. One of those was against the Lions. 
I'll go with Lazard over 49 and a half receiving and then sprinkle on an anytime touchdown and plus money as well. Wow. Now, is Watson out? I'm sorry, I've not paid enough attention to it since my fantasy team is uh, done now and obviously fantasy season's over. Watson out or he's playing, Taylor? Watson's questionable still as of right now. No player props, no lines are released for him. That's why I'm leaning over here on Lazard more than anything since we do not know what's going on with Christian Watson yet. And a gut feel, I know you said you did it hard to handicap with thinking the Lions, you know, aren't going to be, uh, you know, playing for anything. Let's say, hypothetical, Taylor, before we let you go, say the Seahawks lose. We both get what we want. Seahawks lose, Packers, Lions, Sunday Night Football for that final playoff spot. Who do you like to win that game? Lions all the way. I feel like Aaron Rodgers and his defense and offense, they're like already on the beach, chilling and relaxing on vacation with a drink in their hand. I just don't feel like they have the drive and the want like the Lions do. Jared Goff's been great for them. They have just turned around the second half of their season. I'm all in on the Lions. Lions money line if it's for all the marbles. I love it, Taylor. We're speaking the same language. And I feel like, you know, people are like, all oh, the Packers because of their momentum and what they've done over the last several weeks, it's inevitable that they're going to get in. I could see them getting beat by this Lions team who's been very dangerous this year. That's why I want that game to mean something because I would love to see Detroit go into Green Bay and knock them out of the postseason with a win in Lambeau. I'm with you. I think it will happen, too, if that game means something for Detroit. Taylor Mathis, at TMath Sports on Twitter and Instagram, host reporter for Superbook Sports and, of course, betting analyst for FTN Network. Taylor, I can't thank you enough for your time. We appreciate it. Look forward to having you at some time during the postseason if you're available. Of course. I love it. I'm available all postseason, Sal. You just let me know. All right, Taylor. We'll do it then again next Friday, 3 a.m. Hottest picks in the game with Taylor Mathis. If you don't believe me, check out her Twitter and her Instagram, at TMathSports. And she does a great job, of course, giving us the best picks each and every week here, Friday morning, 3 a.m. on The Family. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.